The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for being here. Getting this out a day late. Was traveling back from Kansas City yesterday, but today we're going to look inside the numbers of the Jaguars' loss to the Chiefs in Kansas City. Final score of 27-17. to 17. There were some encouraging things from this game, certainly. There was also some uh, disappointing developments, but we'll get into all of that right now here on Duval Daily. I'd like to remind you to follow me on, on Twitter, excuse me, at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube, and if you want to support the channel further, you can check out GenJag.com, uh, become a channel member here on the YouTube channel. Lots of different ways to support. Really appreciate it. Could not be doing this without y'all. Let's get into it, though. Jaguars versus Chiefs inside the numbers. Zero penalties on the Chiefs. That's always a red flag for me, right? You see, the Jaguars were not heavily penalized in this game either, but when you see a team has zero penalties on the day, that's usually uh, an incredible outlier, right? You just do not see that happening very often. And uh, quite frankly, there were certainly penalties that could have been called. I thought the Chiefs offensive line was incredibly grabby in this one. But we're not going to harp too much on the penalty situation. Just something that I did want to mention because it is rare to see a team play a completely clean game from a penalty standpoint. I don't think the Chiefs did play a clean game from a penalty standpoint. But they didn't get called for anything at home in Kansas City. Uh, Certainly doesn't quite feel like the Jaguars had a fair shake on the penalty front. Zero. The number of sacks the Jaguars had against the Chiefs. This pass rush has kind of fallen apart uh, over the course of the season. You had Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker start out really strong. Dewan Smoot has had some ups and downs, had a really good two-week stretch prior to this one. Uh, But the Jaguars were not able to record a single sack against the Chiefs in Kansas City. And part of that is Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes, being a magician back there being able to avoid everything. Part of that is they were moving him. They were getting him off of the general spot, getting him outside of the pocket, and making it difficult for the Jaguars to get home in that regard. Then you also had poor coverage down the field, both from the Jaguars' linebacking core and the uh, left side of the field at that left cornerback position, whether it was Trey Herndon, whether it was Buster Brown. You also had... Rayshon Jenkins struggling a little bit in, in coverage, giving up some big plays down the field. 
So you have the coverage issues. You also have Patrick Mahomes being an absolute freak. You also have no creativity, no advanced hand usage, no moves, no 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 arsenal of pass rush moves that you're seeing from the Jaguars pass rushers. You knew Trayvon Walker was going to take some time to develop those pass rush moves. Right now he's pretty much just got a long arm, a bull rush, and a speed to power. Um, and then Josh Allen on the other side. This is the guy you expect to be a polished pass rusher in year four in the league. I don't know if it's the Jaguars coaching from from outside linebacker coach Bill Shuey to defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell, uh, or if it's just these guys are underperforming. I think it's a combination of both of those, and I also think it has a lot to do with the lack of coverage down the field outside of guys like Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco. But it wasn't good enough. Zero sacks against the Chiefs after they gave up four sacks, I believe, the week prior. It just looked like a, a team that was out-game-planned, out-talented, and outworked when you look at the Jaguars' pass rush and, and their coverage. Zero points scored off three stolen possessions in the first half. Doug Peterson comes out ultra-aggressive, right? He comes out and kicks an onside kick on the first kickoff of the game, the opening kick. Gets it back. Riley Patterson does a great job on that. And then what happens? No points. Then Chiefs' first offensive possession of the game. They drive the ball down the field. Rayshon Jenkins, who I mentioned struggled a bit in coverage, did not struggle against the run. He was able to force a fumble on Isaiah Pacheco. Devin Lloyd scoops it up. And the Jaguars are able to steal that possession. Again, leads to no points. Then they steal one even later in the first half. And they get the ball in plus territory with with a few seconds left in the first half. And Riley Patterson can't convert a fairly simple field goal. He started 0 for 2 on the day. Finished 1 of 3 in the field goal department. Three impact plays by Andre Sisco in coverage. You had him with a very violent hit. On Juju Smith-Schuster, a legal hit in my estimation. When you talk about Juju was the one dipping the head, Andre Sisco led with the shoulder, uh, was able to force that ball out of Juju Smith-Schuster's arms. Next possession, you have Andre Sisco yet again able to lead with his shoulder, impact Marquez Valdez-Scantling at the catch point, force another incompletion, and then later in the game, he's in single coverage on Jarek McKinnon. Patrick Mahomes makes a mistake that you do not see Patrick Mahomes make very often. And he forced the ball in there. Andre Sisco made him pay. Andre Sisco had his best game as a pro. He looked like the ball hawk, ball hawk excuse me, that you saw regularly wearing orange and blue at Syracuse, uh, the ball hawk that you've seen at times throughout his time with the Jaguars. And now you look at the last three, four weeks, he's been getting his hands on the football, almost had a pick six last week, could not uh, maintain possession of it, even though it was an uncontested one. But for Andre Sisco uh, to make those impact plays and coverage that he was able to make in his second year in the league, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Five. That's the number of sacks the Jaguars offensive line allowed. And not all of these sacks were on the Jaguars offensive line. There were certainly some moments where 
uh, the Chiefs coverage just locked down the Jaguars receivers, but the offensive line did not perform at a high enough clip, specifically on the right side. You look at Jawan Taylor, he got abused by Carlos Dunlap on one play, got abused by Chris Jones on another. Brandon Sheriff, who is a really, really expensive, high-priced, talented right guard, a captain, a leader. He got abused a little bit in this one. The Like I said, the right side of that offensive line had their worst game of the season. And you look at Cam, I think Cam Robinson at left tackle had a pretty good game. Obviously had the illegal man downfield, which uh, the coaches took the blame on that one. Negated a touchdown, but he played all right. Um, uh, Tyler Shatley was all right. I think Luke Fortner uh, played really well, and he's been really coming on strong for the Jaguars, the third-round pick out of Kentucky at center. But five sacks allowed, that is far too many. Again, most of that is coming off the right side, Jawan Taylor and Brandon Sheriff. So they've got to rebound moving forward and getting into this bye week. They're going to have to figure out what the heck went wrong. Now, Chris Jones will do that to a lot of people. Steve Spagnolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, he schemed up some of that stuff. He was able to show them some exotic looks that really kind of confused the Jaguars offensive line, specifically on that right side. And, and they were able to get the job done and the Jaguars O-line wasn't bit of an outlier for the Jags. You know, they've been a really solid pass protecting unit in 2022. Jawan Taylor has, Brandon Sheriff has. They didn't get the job done today though. Five sacks allowed. Four of those sacks came at the hands of Brandon Sheriff and Jawan Taylor, unfortunately. They'll have to rebound. I think they will. Six is the number of yards allowed in primary coverage by Tyson Campbell, Playing one of, uh, playing as one of the best cornerbacks in football right now. Teams are trying to avoid him. They also realize they just look at the other side of the field and there's usually going to be someone open. But no, Tyson Campbell is playing great football. He's a lockdown cover corner right now. He gives maximum effort both in coverage and against the run, and he only allowed six yards in coverage against the Chiefs. Eight shots taken down the field by the Jaguars of 20 yards or more. That is an encouraging development for me. They weren't all ultimately successful. You had Trent McDuffie making some good plays down the field. You had Christian Kirk dropping the one early on the first drive that should have been completed. But you saw the Jaguars pushing the ball down the field a little bit more in this contest. I think that is an encouraging development because In this league, you need to be able to create chunk plays with the passing game. The Jaguars have been able to do that a lot this season with Travis Etienne, but now you're starting to see them try a little bit more to push the ball down the field, and it's something they really just weren't even trying to do over over the course of most of this season. But eight shots over 20 yards downfield, I think that's a big encouraging sign. And... You know, if you had a Calvin Ridley in here or someone else who's more of a ball winner down the field, a big separator, uh, a lot more of those shots would work out. But I'm still happy that they tried to take these shots in this game. And some of them did work out. Like I said, Trevor, absolute dime to Christian Kirk on the first drive of the game. He was able to hit Marvin Jones down the left side. He was able to hit Christian Kirk down the right side. I mean, you see, you see it starting to click down the field a little bit more than you had in recent weeks, and and I'm encouraged by that. 76. Trevor Lawrence's completion percentage over the last two weeks. He's been accurate. He's been on time. 
he's been feeling it. He's had three touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, really hasn't put the ball in harm's way at all against two AFC West foes, the Raiders and the Chiefs here. And uh, he's he's just been taking a step, in my opinion. He's It looks like he has taken everything that he has learned over the course of his first season and now first half of the 2022 season, his second season and his first season in Doug Peterson's system. And it's starting to really all get, get put together for Trevor Lawrence. I thought the Chiefs had a chance to really uh, bother him with their ability to to blitz, and they certainly did bother him in that regard, but with also their their willingness to run cover two and have those two high looks, and Trevor struggled with those throughout his career, but he had a, another really, really solid day against the Chiefs, and again, 76% of his passes have been completed over the last two weeks. 85. That's the number, the completion percentage, that Buster Brown and Trey Herndon allowed at left cornerback. 95 yards combined allowed in, in coverage at that left cornerback spot. Uh, quarterback rating of over 125 at the left cornerback spot. A touchdown allowed. These two, um, and of course Shaq Griffin's still on IR, but it wasn't a whole lot better when he was out there earlier in the season. You want to get Shaq Griffin back, but the Jaguars have a left cornerback problem opposite Tyson Campbell. Uh, whether it's Trey Herndon, whether it's Buster Brown, it's they're not getting the job done. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why the Jaguars do not put Darius Williams on the outside at left cornerback in nickel. They have him remaining as the nickel corner, having these two uh, taking turns getting beat on the outside and I just can't figure out why. Darius Williams played played outside cornerback for the Los Angeles Rams for four years. Comes over to Jacksonville. They insert him into the nickel. You get it because you had Tyson and Shaq. You think, okay, get Darius in the nickel. We might really be cooking. Shaq hadn't been playing all that well. He gets hurt. Trey Herndon and Buster Brown not playing well. Uh, so I think you've got to make a change. Uh, I would love for them to do that after the bye. But we'll see how it plays out. Zero. That's the number of games the Jaguars can lose this weekend because, like I said, they are on a bye week. They're going to be preparing for the back half of the 2022 season, for the final seven games of the season. And they will have Baltimore following the bye, which is you go from Patrick Mahomes, who's an absolute magician in the backfield at quarterback, to Lamar Jackson, who's one of the most dangerous players the NFL has ever seen with the ball in his hands. So not going to be an easy test, but uh, the Jags are going to give um, some of their vets a little bit more time off. They're going to keep the rookies and young players in there a little bit more. And uh, they just, Doug Peterson believes this is a team that cannot have a full bye week that they need to get that work in a little bit more uh, than some of the teams he's coached in the past. And I tend to agree with him, but the Jaguars, Zero. They cannot lose a game this weekend. They can't hurt you this weekend. So um, I think it'll be a good time for Jags fans to sit back, relax for a little bit, a good time for this team to get back into the uh, into the classroom, back onto the practice field, and figure out what's going wrong on both sides of the ball. I'd say right now the Jags offense is playing at a little bit of a higher clip than the Jaguars defense, but there's room for improvement on both sides of the ball, no doubt about it. 
and uh, they're going to need to they're going to need to improve. They're going to need to show some fight, some ability to win some football games. They've lost now uh, six of their last seven. Excuse me, seven of their last eight. Hasn't been pretty. But there are some encouraging signs. You like the way Trevor Lawrence is playing. You like the way Andre Sisco, Tyson Campbell, uh, some of your young guys are playing. But you need some others to step up. You need to see, can Mike Caldwell get this defense moved in the right direction? Can he figure it out? Because he came out he came out this season looking like a genius, right? First three weeks, Jags' defense was unbelievable. They struggled a little in Washington, but absolutely demolished the Colts and the Chargers. They were looking like one of the better young defenses in the league, and now they're looking like a unit you can't rely on. So we'll see how it goes. But that is inside the numbers of the Jaguars. Week 10 loss to the Chiefs in Kansas City. like to remind you to follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. And if you want to support the channel further, again, go check out GenJag.com. You can pick up some new gear. You can also become a channel member here on YouTube. Get discounts at GenJag.com and a lot of other cool perks. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.